Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. And joining us now is the president and CEO of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, David Baker. He took over the role in January of 2014, and his leadership has led to tremendous growth and impact. This year's Hall of Fame game takes place on August 1st, and the enshrinement ceremony will be on August 3rd. Baker is an attorney by trade. He played professional basketball in Switzerland and worldwide with a Christian basketball team. He was elected mayor and councilman of Irvine, California, and he also spent 12 years as the commissioner of the Arena Football League. We are thrilled to welcome David Baker to Unpacking It. David, thanks so much for being with us. How are you? Hey, Bryce. Great to be with you. Look forward to it. We're getting ready to kick off the NFL's 100th season here in Canton, Ohio, where it all began a uh, hundred years ago in September 17th of 1920. And we're also going to enshrine some uh, incredible Hall of Famers. Uh, absolutely. Well, well, speaking of that, so, so what is in store for the, the hundredth season from your perspective and from the, the Hall's perspective? Well, for, for us, first of all, we begin by enshrining an incredible class that is Gil Brandt, who's uh, been around uh, almost those full hundred years. Uh, we like to do that. Uh, you know, Pat Bowen, who was one of the greatest owners and critically important not only to the Denver Broncos, but to the entire region. Uh, Tony Gonzalez, uh, who most, uh, you know, regard as, you know, perhaps the greatest tight end ever in the history of this league. Uh, Ty Law and Champ Bailey, who are both, uh, you know, kind of the premier uh, secondary defenders. Uh, Kevin Mawai. Johnny Robinson, and of course the great Ed Reed. Mm. It'll be great to enshrine those guys. We kick it off with the Denver Broncos and the Atlanta Falcons on Thursday night. Uh, we then have the Gold Jacket Dinner, which is kind of 5,000 of your closest friends uh, <laughs> on uh, the NFL Network uh, on Friday night, where uh, the commissioner and I will present each one of these incredible enshrinees with their gold jackets, and they will kind of walk a gauntlet of a hundred Hall of Famers, which will welcome them into this very special fraternity. Uh, we'll then have uh, the fifth biggest parade in the United States right here in Canton and the enshrinement that night. And we're going to finish the enshrinement weekend powered by Johnson Controls and then kick off the season uh, with what we call the Concert for Legends uh, with uh, Imagine Dragons. Well, there you go. Man, it's, it's one of my favorite nights and, and weekends of the summer. Uh, it just lets you know, hey, football is back for this season, and then you get to recognize all, all the great Hall of Famers at the, the enshrinement ceremony. And, and so as you think about this year's class, is there anything, I don't know, unique about this class or any relatability that, that these guys have together or what kind of stands out about this group in particular? Well, I think it's a very uh, special class. Each, each one's unique and each one's special. Uh, I think Pat Bowen is pretty unique here because he was important not only to the team, uh, but really to the region. Uh, this has also got uh, another safety in Ed Reed and uh, a couple of defensive backs that are you know, really three defensive backs and Johnny Robinson, Champ Bailey, and, and, and Ty Law. 
and, and it's got another great contributor. But it's the first class at the Pro Football Hall of Fame to have four defensive backs in it. Mm. But again, each one of these guys are special, and what's great is each one has a special story. Yeah. And speaking of stories, we will actually kick this off on Wednesday. We, we call this the best four days of football, but we really <laughs> begin it with a spiritual event uh, called Game Changers on Wednesday night. Uh, and, and Coach Joe Gibbs has been putting this on now for six years, and it's a really special uh, spiritual event. And our guest this year in addition to Coach Gibbs, are going to be Jim and Jill Kelly, oh, uh, wow. who, uh, frankly, we're doing some some special stuff to tell their story uh, because, again, Jim is kind of everybody's favorite Hall of Famer now with his battle against cancer. Absolutely. And, and just yeah, real, real quickly, what, what's an update on Jim? How, how's he doing, and, and what are kind of the plans for, for this event? He, he is doing great, but I'll tell you, he's been through a lot of stuff in life, you know, for a a, a, a guy with six brothers and, uh, you know, get, kind of uh, went off to become the MVP of the USFL, uh, then went back to Buffalo um, and, and really kind of became the savior of that city in a lot of ways. Four consecutive Super Bowls, mm. never won, but never gave up, mm. and, and then lost a son mm. uh, who was uh, born on his birthday to leukodystrophy, what that meant, and uh, recently just had the wedding of his uh eldest daughter oh. uh a only jim kelly could have only his daughter could have a, a wedding in buffalo in on january 6th in the middle of winter oh. and a big winter storm came through oh. and of course the you know i didn't realize it but they name winter storms just like they do hurricane and the name of that storm was hunter oh, uh, which was the man. name of his son yeah. that they lost so he's got a wonderful story and uh if god's going to pick a a guy to fit, fight cancer, it's going to be a guy like Jim Kelly. Mm. And, and he is, uh, right now, he is uh, in remission and doing really, really well. So him and, and Jill are going to tell an incredible story of what God's done in their life on Wednesday night. Oh, that's awesome. What a great way to kick off that week for sure. And, and he's been a guest on the show and love his, his heart and story and, and glad that he's uh, going to be a part of that event uh, during the Hall of Fame week. David Baker, our guest right now on Unpacking It. He's the president and CEO of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And, and so, David, when, when you took over as president and CEO in, in, back in 2014, what was your vision and, and how much of that vision has come to fruition? Well, I'll tell you, when I first got here, I thought the Hall of Fame was such a special place. We we like to think that if Walt Disney had the happiest place on earth, that we've got the most inspiring place on earth. Ah, uh, because I'll tell you, it, when I came from Newport Beach, California to Canton, Ohio, first I had no idea how cold it was going to be. <laughs> um, but beyond that, I'm not sure I really understood how many people go through this place because it's on their bucket list and they're terminally ill. Mm. And we have had, as recently as just last Saturday, somebody else who's like that. Mm. And so I understand the inspiration and what it means to really huddle up. And uh, we have been working to develop uh, Johnson Controls Hall of Fame Village, uh, which will really be you know, a, a village experience for all football fans that goes around uh, the Hall of Fame. It's an $899 million mixed-use development uh, and that is, will be kind of be a Disneyland for football uh, in, in a lot of ways. Uh, we've completed $220 million worth of that. We're about to start on another $279 million second phase. 
and then we're going to get in, into this 100th year of the NFL. And at the end of that time, we'll celebrate its birthday here. But uh, we've had some wonderful experiences here. And, and again, I understand how special it is uh, to be a Hall of Famer. Mm. Uh, you know, of the 330 million young men that have played this game, there's only about 5 million, Bryce, that have played it in college. And there's only 29,000 who've ever been paid to play it, coach it, or officiate it in the National Football League. And wow. really, there's only 326, counting these eight new and Chinese who have a bronze bust. Mm. And so it's a, a very special place. And and um, I've got the greatest job in the world, not only because I get to give out the gold jackets, um, but frankly, I get to knock on the door uh, on Selection Saturday right. and welcome these guys to Canton, Ohio. And they say that this bronze bust will last for 40,000 years. Oh, um, but it's, it's kind of also unique spiritually um, because uh, you, you quickly begin to put it in perspective uh, that God's got a Hall of Fame that'll last even longer mm. than 40,000 years. Amen. Uh, and, um, and and as I knock on the door for these guys to, you know, the privilege to knock on a door of a Kurt Warner, who's such an incredible story, or frankly, a Jerry Kramer, mm. who uh, waited 45 years to get to the Hall of Fame. So many emotions, uh, you know, kind of come all at once when they answer that door and they understand that they're coming to Canton, Ohio, so that their legacy will be here forever. Mm. Um, but it's also very re reminiscent of Revelations 3.20, you know, which is that, you know, God stands at the door and, and knocks at the door for all of us. Mm. And if we answer the door, that he'll come into us and us into him. And so uh, it's a great privilege. It's a great job. Uh, I don't think I'll have a better one until I get to God's Hall of Fame. Ah, amen. I, I love it. Love that perspective. David Baker, our guest right now on Unpacking It. He's the president and CEO of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And, and I was going to ask you, as far as knocking on the door, uh, what's maybe your your funniest story from that or the, the, the craziest response or the, the most uh, memorable response from, from knocking on the, the door for letting them know, hey, you're in? Oh, well, actually, Bryce, there's a lot of them. Uh, you know, again, Jerry Kramer waiting 45 years was pretty special. When, when I gave him his ring at Lambeau Field, uh, I shared with him that uh, I'm sorry that he had to wait 45 years, but I was glad he waited for me to be the one to knock on his door. Cool. Uh, but, you know, Kurt Warner was a friend of mine, so it was great to welcome him in. But every guy, for the most part, cries, and they remember in a flash all the guys who encouraged them to get here or all the people that helped them along the way, uh, the perseverance that they overcame. Frankly, one of the ones that was interesting for me was Brett Favre. Uh, on that particular day, it took 10 hours to elect that class. Mm. It, frankly, it took 10 seconds to select Brett Favre. He knew <laughs> I was going to knock on his door. Yeah. Um, but when I said, uh, you're one of the, I think at the time, the 302 best players, coaches, and contributors of all time, he's kind of humbly stuck his hand in his pockets and bowed his head like a little kid hmm. because he knew the shoulders of all the guys he stood upon to get there. And, and there was a lot of humility in Brett at that moment. It was pretty impressive. And, and then we took him over uh, to the honor show as we do with all of our enshrinees and we introduced him to the nation live on uh, TV. And afterwards there's a press conference and as this huge press conference is about to begin, I said, Brett, are you okay? And uh, he looks up at me, he says, are you kidding? 
He says, I just shook the hand of Roger Staubach. Ah. And, and I would have thought these guys would have met before or something. And, uh, but he said, no, you don't understand. All my life I dreamed of being Roger Staubach. Mm. But, you know, now I guess I'm on his team, right? And I said, forever. Mm. And, and um, so that was special. I think maybe the funnier one was um, the first year we were really knocking on the door. I went to Jerome Bettis' door, and he left because he had thought that so much time had passed that he wasn't going to be in the hall wow. and selected that year. Uh, the next door I knocked on was Ron Wolf, the great general manager with the Oakland Raiders and the Green Bay Packers. Ron answered the door, and his uh, wife was right there behind him. Uh, and he had he was just resplendent in this wonderful coat and tie and uh, really shine shoes. Um, but he didn't want to... Uh, wrinkle his pants, so he had his pants folded over a chair, and he was in his boxer shorts. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Ron, I got good news and bad news, because I had a TV crew there with me. I said, uh, the good news is you're going to Canton, and you're in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I said, the bad news is you're on national TV now without any pants. Uh, but great. to be quite honest with you, Bryce, he didn't care. He was so excited. That's a great story. Oh, I, I love it. I uh, appreciate you sharing some of that. That's, that's really neat. David Baker, our guest right now on Unpacking It, the president and CEO of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And August 1st, the uh, Hall of Fame game and then the enshrinement ceremony uh, on August 3rd, that Saturday. So excited about that for sure. Well, well, David, lo- love talking about the Hall of Fame, and, and we'll, we'll get back to that in a moment. But, but I-, I wanted to, to hear a little bit about your, your faith journey, and, and it's cool the, the parallel that you've already given about uh, knocking on the, the door. But, but for you, uh, when, when did you recognize that, that God was knocking on your own heart, and, and when did you kind of answer that and, and decide to, to follow Jesus, and, 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 and what has uh, your faith journey uh, been defined by over the years? Yeah, you know, Bryce, I, I tell you, for me, I, I was fortunate enough to grow up in a, with some parents who weren't tremendously sophisticated. Uh, neither one of them were, could read or write. Uh, my dad came from Mississippi. My mom came from Arkansas. Uh, but they were very faith-driven people. And so we spent a lot of time in church. And as I got to be a young teenager, I uh, went to church camp. And I think I made the decision to accept Jesus Christ at one of those camps. Mm. And, and uh, you know, you kind of throw the pine cone in the fire as a commemorative uh, deal at, uh, when you go to Christian camp. And uh, through the years, I kind of threw a lot of pine cones in the fire just to make sure mm. uh, that I was saved. Hmm. Uh, but uh, uh, something really special happened when I was in college, and I wanted to be uh, to deepen my faith. Uh, so as as I had the opportunity to get more into Scripture and the Word, and get around some really good teaching, uh, it, it really had an impact on my life. Hmm. And then I had the opportunity to play with a Christian basketball team uh, throughout Europe uh, for two summers. Uh, part of that time, uh, kind of went to a Christian uh, think tank um, uh, in Switzerland uh, called Labrie, oh. and it, and it really became a little bit more of an intellectual faith than a just an emotional faith, hmm. and and, um, and it meant a lot to me. And uh, it wasn't because I was such a good guy, or it made me a better guy. Uh, frankly, it was understanding that I'm not a good guy, hmm. and I'm capable of far worse. Uh, but the Jesus Christ died on the cross and rose from the dead to pay for all my sins. Mm. Uh, it's not because of what I do. It's because of what he did mm. for me. 
And uh, that was a wonderful experience. But I also learned that, you know, uh, when I was playing with those other Christian guys on that basketball team, we beat some incredible teams. Hmm. And I learned a lot about being a team and about depending upon each other and uh, about people who are selfless, giving of themselves to the greater good. And, um, you know, the best team you'll ever play on is going to be your family. And so it, it, it has had an impact on my spiritual life, on my work life, um, on the purpose with which I live. Mm. Uh, and it has helped me not only develop some really good times, but really it's also helped me through some bad times as well. That's right. As well. And, and, uh, and there have been some bad times. And, and um, so, uh, you know, faith to me is something that is really important and and strangely enough, it, you know, being here at the Pro Football Hall of Fame, it may not be the all-important question of eternal life and the doctrine of uh, who was Jesus Christ and did he die on the cross, but frankly, it's it's a lot of the other things that you talk about on Sunday. Uh, the things we talk about at the Pro Football Hall of Fame are about perseverance and discipline and commitment and uh, courage mm. and respect and, and even love. Mm. And there's a lot of examples of this in football. And so, um, to me, this has been uh, almost a calling to be here in Canton, Ohio, uh, to talk about how this game can bring people together. Yeah. Um, the sport of football is incredibly inclusionary. It doesn't matter what color you are. What matters is can you get the job done and can you sacrifice for the guy next to you and can you all be on the same page and break that huddle as one heartbeat. So mm. um, it, it's been a wonderful experience. Uh, I am th thankful for to be uh, a sinner saved by the grace of Jesus Christ. Um, but I'm also thankful to be at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We, we kind of call it the Church of Football because <laughs> there's a lot of wonderful lessons here that um, if you, it's not about the worship of the football hero or about the worship of the game of football, mm. uh, which we all enjoy. Uh, but it's really about the values that they these guys relied upon over a long period of time uh, to sustain themselves and drag a whole lot of other people to greatness with them. And if we look at that, we might not have a bronze bust in Canton, Ohio, uh, but we can really learn that, hey, we can have a Hall of Fame life and be a Hall of Fame dad or a Hall of Fame mom or a Hall of Fame company or a Hall of Fame community and certainly, hopefully, a Hall of Fame country. That's right. Oh, great story. I appreciate that. David Baker, president, CEO of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, sharing with us here on Unpacking It. And, and you mentioned the, the values of the, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, commitment, integrity, courage, respect, excellence. Uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe pick one of them to, to unpack today. But, but as you think about those values, how important is it for you as, as kind of the, the leader of the hall to, to make sure that people are aware of those values and, and, and the fact that these players represent these values even beyond what they accomplished on the field, but like you say, who they are as, as people beyond, beyond the field as well. Well, I'll tell you, Bryce, that's one of the great things about my job because I've gotten to know these guys. Uh, you know, uh, guys like uh, Joe Namath, who a lot of us think of as an incredible uh, womanizer and Broadway Joe and, you know, the life of the party, uh, let me tell you, he kind of raised two daughters as a single dad, and mm. he's now an incredibly dedicated grandfather. And he's—you you talk to Joe Namath about love, uh, 
and he will tell you that it starts in the home. And, and there's so many guys, uh, Roger Staubach, Mel Blount, uh, uh, you know, so, Mel Blount, who's, you know, uh, impacted a lot of kids on a ranch. Johnny Robinson had 300 kids go through his uh, ranch for boys. I mean, these guys are doing incredible stuff. Um, we find that there's about 90 values associated with football. We we focus on those five you mentioned: uh, commitment, integrity, courage, respect, and excellence. Um, but but again, these are, are as you get into them, you understand how these values are so important uh, to building trust against you know the, those 11 guys in the huddle that all come from different places and different races and and different religions. And, and when they all get on the same page. They can do incredible things together, ah. and, and um, so these values are real important to us. Mm. And um, you know, I, I think for me, uh, you know, what's important is again not only in good times but in bad. Because you know, in, in life, just like in the game of football, sometimes you're tackled for a loss, or you throw an interception, or you fumble the ball. And excellence in our business in football isn't pristine, and it isn't just a clean white sheet of paper and and pure excellence in our business is snot coming out of your nose or <laughs> blood coming out of your mouth and you're sweaty and you're muddy and and you got to fight for excellence mm. and to me that's a little bit of life too that's right uh when you got a kid going sideways or a, a crisis of integrity or a financial crisis or a healthcare crisis um sometimes you got to fight and, and it's great to know that you've got a coach um in, in Jesus Christ uh, who's walked this path before you mm. and, and can help you respond in the right way. Amen. Amen. He's David Baker, president, CEO of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, with us on Unpacking It. And, and David, I know, I know you got to get going. I, uh, maybe next time we'll, we'll have you on to, to, to go a little bit more in depth. But, but we'd love to just hear real, real briefly about the, the trips that you've taken to Israel with the, the, the Hall of Fame players and, and what an incredible opportunity that is for you know, those guys to, to be a part of this together. But, but what, what is maybe the, the purpose of that trip and, and, and one big takeaway that you could share with us today? Well, I, I'll tell you, it kind of started when uh, the uh, ambassador from Israel to the United States, Ambassador Ron Dermer, came here to the Hall. And um, he, he loves football. He went to the University of Miami and um, – still holds the record in Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium for throwing the longest pass by an international ambassador. Uh, I think about 50 yards. Uh, but, uh, huh. you know, he called back and asked if, uh, if uh, you know, my wife and I would be interested in going to Israel. And, and then he, uh, and, and frankly, I didn't think I could do that because there were other things. And then he called back and said, hey, what if we took some other Hall of Famers with you? And uh, my chief of staff, Pete Fairley, and I, uh, went and uh, Robert Kraft sponsored. He's now sponsored two trips for us. Mm. And um, and, and again, Robert, I got to tell you, who just won the Genesis Award for the uh, kind of the Nobel Peace Prize in Israel, uh, he was wonderful on our trips. He, yeah, it wasn't just a matter of getting his picture taken with a lot of Hall of Famers. Uh, he literally spent about seven out of eight days riding on the bus, eating the meals, uh, uh, seeing these incredible sights with us. And it, it was a great trip um, geopolitically. It was a great trip spiritually. We had guys, including myself, uh, 
uh, be baptized in the Jordan River. Ah, uh, awesome. you know, we walked in Jerusalem, which is this incredible city that is uh, claimed as the center of religion, really for three different religions. And and, um, and then we also had some wonderful experiences football. Robert has uh, the Kraft Family Stadiums there just outside Jerusalem. And um, all of our Hall of Famers uh, played with kids from the American Football and Israel League. And, and and that, again, was a wonderful experience. I mean, you, you know, there were times on these teams where you had uh, one Jewish quarterback being protected by an offensive line that included three Palestinians. Hmm. And, and, and you really learned that, again, you get in that huddle, you get on the same team, and incredible things can happen. And I've always thought... Uh, from my own days when I played on a Christian basketball team against others, uh, that if we spent more money on balls and whistles teaching the children of the world to play together, uh, that we'd probably spend a lot less money later on on, on guns and grenades and missiles. Ah. And uh, that, that was a wonderful evidence of it for that trip. But that was a great trip. We also had 10 of our Hall of Famers uh, go to the Vatican Oh. Uh, to meet with the with, with Pope Francis, because hmm. uh, he understands the value of how sports brings people together. Man, that's so cool. Well, David, I, man, I love hearing all these great stories and, and just your perspective on on football and life and faith, and and really appreciate you uh, sharing that with us today. And I, I know you're you're gearing up for uh, some some big events and, and an awesome time up there in Canton, Ohio, uh, coming up. On, on August 1st with the, the, the big game, and then August 3rd with the enshrinement ceremony. So thanks so much for joining us today on Unpacking It. Thanks, Bryce. Hope to see you in Canton soon. A- absolutely. I can't wait to get back. I've been about 10 years ago, and I'm due for another trip. So looking forward to it. It, it is the most inspiring place on earth. you got to get here. Uh, absolutely. And I encourage everybody else to check it out as well. And, uh, and, and thanks again. He's David Baker joining us here on Unpacking It. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.